Hello and welcome to the CircuitPython Weekly for December 14th, 2020. My name is Scott and I work for Adafruit on CircuitPython. CircuitPython is a beginner-friendly, easy-to-code platform for microcontrollers, which are little tiny computers that are useful for uh, controlling all sorts of things in the real world. Uh, they're also really expensive, inexpensive, not expensive, inexpensive. So they're a great starting computer for people to program because they are inexpensive. Uh, Adafruit is an open source hardware and software company based out of New York um, and pays a number of us here to work on CircuitPython. So if you want to support CircuitPython, please support Adafruit by going to adafruit.com um, and supporting them by buying cool hardware. Um this is our uh, weekly meeting for uh, CircuitPython. We do this every week at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server, which you're welcome to join by going to adafru.it slash Discord. Uh, we're in there all week. It's a great place to get help with CircuitPython and uh, follow along with all of the CircuitPython development discussion as well. Um, so check that out. Um, there is a calendar uh, for meeting times. So if you want to keep up and, and see if we cancel any meetings or shift them due to U U.S. holidays normally, uh, please follow along with the calendar there. Uh, I believe that next week is our last meeting of the year. Um, and then we're taking a week off after that. So um, make sure and check the calendar there. Uh, we'll try to also ping CircuitPythonistas on the Discord with all that information too. Um, if you want to speak in the meeting, you're welcome to, uh, just beware that if it is your first time and you like, or first time speaking that we only allow folks in the circuit Pythonistas role to speak. Uh, so let us know if you'd like that and we'll, we'll mark you with that role. Um, this meeting is recorded, so beware of that. Uh, we post it to the Adafruit YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Adafruit. And the audio out of that is also posted to podcast services. So if you have a favorite podcast service that you'd like to listen to on and you realize that uh, it's not available on that, let us know and we'll, we'll get it there, uh, get it available there. Uh, this meeting is run in five parts. Uh, the first part is community news. This is a chance for us to highlight a few things that have happened around the internet uh, regarding CircuitPython, MicroPython, and Python. Uh, it's based on or a preview of the Python for Microcontrollers newsletter, which you're welcome to subscribe to by going to adafruitdaily.com uh, that goes out Tuesday mornings. The second uh, section is State of CircuitPython Libraries in Blinka. It's a chance for us to kind of get a, an objective perspective on how the broader CircuitPython uh, and related projects are going. Um, that's really good to just ground us in, in reality, ideally. Uh, next up, we have Hug Reports, which is the first of, uh, which is a chance for us to say thank you to folks for the work that they've been doing within our community and, uh, and the community more broadly as well. Uh, it's done as a round robin, so I will start and then we'll go through a list of folks in the voice channel. Um, if you are, don't want to speak up or don't have anything, uh, to say, you just want to listen in, let us know you're lurking. Uh, we'll mark that in the notes doc, and uh, I will just uh, skip over you as we go through the, the round robin. Um, Hug Reports is a great thing. Uh, as It's really good for highlighting people who are doing awesome work and encouraging others and kind of demonstrating the things that we value within our community. 
Uh, after Hug Reports, we have another uh, round robin section for status updates. Uh, this is a chance for us to talk briefly about what we've been working on, uh, kind of what we've done in the past week and we, what we plan on doing in the, com- in the coming week. It's really good for just keeping track of what everybody's got their eye on, making sure that you're not doing the same thing, or if somebody's doing something you've done in the past, uh, giving them the kind of like tips and ideas on how to proceed. So that's cool for status updates. And then lastly, we have uh, In the Weeds, which uh, which is a chance for us to uh, have any f- sort of long-form discussion uh, around CircuitPython. And that uh, can either be a short, short section or a long section. If you have a topic for In the Weeds, please mark it in the notes doc. So put your username and then a brief description of the topic. Um, and we'll go in order of that. So... Uh, that's the overview of how the meeting is run. Uh, let me adjust my window so I can see the time code and then I'll take a time code and we'll get this show on the road. Um, so first up is community news. As I said earlier, this is a chance for us to, uh, highlight things that are happening around our community. Uh, the first thing we have here is, uh, that Sony publishes the guide for CircuitPython on the Spresence board. Um, it says, Sony has just released a brand new getting started guide to help developers program their Spresence microcontroller board with CircuitPython. Quote, Python developers will feel familiar with the way to program Spresence. After the initial setup for Spresence, there is no need for any extra desktop development environment tools. Use your favorite text editor to start developing. The brand new getting started guide helps set up presence for CircuitPython in a matter of minutes in a step-by-step fashion. All CircuitPython libraries have example code to help you kickstart your programming. End quote. Sony plans to continue expanding the guide with tutorials featuring unique presence features and capabilities when using CircuitPython. You can get presence updates via Sony's developer world Twitter, Sony blog guide, and developer site. And I just want to add, we should uh, say a huge thank out, thank you to CamTom480, I believe his uh, their username, who I believe works at Sony and has really like made sure to keep this presence port up to date, did it originally and has made sure that it stays working and stuff. So thanks to Sony for contributing there. Um, next up, uh, announcing the PSF diversity and inclusion work group. Expansion in the Python community has brought new challenges and opportunities to improve the global community. In order to further the PSF's mission to support and facilitate the growth of a diverse and international community of Python programmers, the Python Software Foundation, PSF for short, announced the launch of the Diversity and Inclusion Workgroup, hereby referred to as the DNI Workgroup. There's a link to the Python blog. Thank you, Foamy Guy, for putting that in the um, in the text chat. Uh, next up, we have uh, Payunora, which is designing a Raspberry Pi compute module for Carrier and CircuitPython. Uh, I mentioned this uh, last week in my hug reports, um, so I'm glad to see this get spread more widely. Uh, Timon, I think is how you pronounce it, on Twitter, posts a very different concept, Payunora, a carrier for the Raspberry Pi CM4 in an Adafruit Metro slash Arduino Uno form factor. It features full-size HDMI, USB-C data and power, USB-A, M2 uh, for a PCIe connection, RGB LEDs, 680C, button, camera connector, connector and a quick slash DMQT connector. Uh, there's a Twitter thread uh, with a bunch of details. And the quote here says, uh, I got the idea from Tan Newt, myself. 
At first, and at first thought, it was a bit silly, but in reality, this offers some major benefits compared to the standard RPi4. When we are looking at this from an electronics dev board perspective, this enables something really cool. And what I intend for this is to be a primary application, and that is CircuitPython by mounting the Pi as a USB gadget instead of a host device. So you can develop on the Pi like you would with a normal MCU dev board directly on your PC. Uh, and that's. Uh, Timon has actually been trying to get uh, Linux C Python on Linux to act like CircuitPython, which is really, really neat. Um, all right, next up. Uh, designing a modern retro console, adding chiptune music to an Adafruit Matrix M4 with CircuitPython. And this comes from retro.mo. Uh, and there is actually, they just posted to the Show and Tell channel as well. So give them kudos there if it looks really neat to you. And uh, that's all I have uh, information wise for that. Um, and as always, uh, the CircuitPython weekly newsletter is where this all came from. It's a community run newsletter emailed every Tuesday. Uh, the archives are available at adafruitdaily.com slash category slash CircuitPython. It highlights the latest Python on hardware-related news from around the web, including CircuitPython, Python, and MicroPython developments. Uh, it is developed in the open every week, uh, drafted on GitHub. So you can do github.com slash adafruit slash CircuitPython dash weekly dash newsletter and see the drafts folder there. Uh, submit, submit a pull request with your uh, cool CircuitPython or Python project. Uh, we'd love to highlight it there. You get a really uh, you know, like 6,000-person audience or something. Um, and as always, uh, you can if that pull requests are, are a challenge, you can tag at an engineer on Twitter or email anb at adafruit.com. That's at A-N-N-E underscore engineer. Um, That'll get it in the newsletter as well. And thank you to Anne for doing that every week. Okay, that is community news. Next up is the uh, state of CircuitPython libraries in Blinka. As I said earlier, this is a chance for us to ground ourselves in numbers that we think uh, indicate how well the project is going. Uh, Generally, how are we doing in terms of issues and PRs? pull requests, and then also just how many people do we have involved. So overall, uh, we had 40 pull requests merged, which is amazing, um, from 18 different authors. Uh, A number of these names look familiar to me from last week even. Maybe Jack Burdick and Theodox are new, Cybot101. But thank you to all 18 authors. We had 12 reviewers which is also a growing number for us. So thank you to our 12 reviewers. Um, as always, uh, reviewing is really, really helpful because it allows us to scale the number of authors. So if you want to help out uh, and become a, a, a reviewer uh, or author, uh, please reach out to us um, and we'd love to help you. Uh, Issues-wise, we had 14 closed issues by eight people and 15 open by 14 people. So we're net one up, which is not too bad. Uh, considering that's over the like breadth of the whole project. So uh, good job, everyone. Let's keep it up. Now we'll go into some more specifics. I'll talk about the core, and then we'll talk. Uh, hand it over to Katni and Melissa for the libraries and Plinka. But first, the core. Uh, we had nine pull requests merged from five different authors. So thank you to those authors. We had six reviewers, so thanks to them as well. 
We have 21 open pull requests, which is down from our high, our recent high of like 30. So generally we're doing pretty good. And a number of those pull requests are only a few days old. So um, as always, if you have a pull request that's open, um, if you if you have one or you're aware of one, make sure that it is moving forward. Uh, if it's stalled out, we can either close it or um, we can try and find somebody to pick it up as well. Uh, issues wise in the core, we have two closed issues by one person and five open by five people. So uh, we're not helping the numbers. We had 351 total open issues, uh, which is a number that we kind of expect to grow over time. Um, but we do triage those numbers uh, by assigning milestones. That gives us an idea of like which ones we want to do sooner rather than later, which ones we plan on doing later. So uh, we have eight active milestones. One issue is not assigned a milestone. That's an indication that we need to do some triage. Uh, we have five open issues on 6.0x, which are what I consider to be kind of urgent bugs because they're on the 6.0 stable. So we should take a look at those. And then we have eight open issues on the 610 uh, milestone as well, which is the milestone for uh, what we'd like to get fixed before, or at least addressed uh, before we do 6.1 stable. Uh, overall, uh, I think we're rapidly approaching the point where we can uh, stabilize 6.1. I don't really expect us to do a 601. Uh, I think we could just push to do 6.1. So um, Good job, everybody. Thank you for all the testing on 6.1, and I think 6.1 will potentially uh, keep us happy for a while. I, I think maybe after 6.1, we'll do some bigger stuff. Okay, and with that, let's uh, kick it over to Katni for libraries. Thanks, Scott. Mm -hmm. So this applies to all of the Adafruit CircuitPython libraries, uh, which are all libraries that are Adafruit underscore CircuitPython underscore. We had 17 pull requests merged by 11 authors. I don't recognize um, Cybot101 or Jack Burdick. Uh, so if they are new, um, thank you very much. And if you've already contributed, thank you for continuing to. Um, we had eight reviewers. Um, in terms of the merged pull requests, the oldest one was a week old. And the newest one was uh, zero or one days old, leaving us with 34 open pull requests. We had 12 issues closed by eight people and nine opened by nine people, leaving us with 245 open issues, nine of which are labeled good first issue. Um, if you're interested in any of this information um, or, or you're interested in contributing to the Python side of CircuitPython, go to circuitpython.org contributing. Uh, you'll find a list of all the open pull requests, all the open issues and library infrastructure issues. And all of these are um, places to start contributing. If you're new, you can search the issues for good first issue. Um, if you're looking for something a little more complicated or uh, that's the sort of thing that's up your alley, you can search for bug or enhancement. Um, we have a guide on contributing to Git and or contributing to CircuitPython using Git and GitHub, and we're always available to answer questions. So don't let any of the technical side of things, um, the technical side of contributing uh, intimidate you. We can help you with that. So if there's something that interests you and you would like to join us, um, please do. And please uh, let us know. Um, uh, let us know like what, you know, what help you need. We're always available. Um, in terms of library updates in the last seven days, we had two new libraries, uh, Adafruit CircuitPython Portal Base and Adafruit CircuitPython SCD30. 
and a number of updated libraries that I will not read through but are in the notes. And uh, overall, I'm noticing uh, we had some updates to our cookie cutter, which is excellent um, because that's what makes, um, when we make new libraries, we run that. And so the better that we can make that, the better our libraries are uh, as we go. So I really appreciate the folks who were um, contributing updates to our cookie cutter. And it's great to see the new libraries, especially the portal-based library. Um, I know Melissa has been working really hard on that. And um, it's uh, refactoring a couple of all-in-one libraries that we had that were getting really big um, and a lot of code was being reused. So we've uh, worked on refactoring those into separate libraries. Um, and that was the beginning of that, uh, that refactor. So that's really good to see that that got moved into the bundle and is ready to be used. And that's where we're at. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. Okay, next up we have Melissa for a Blinka update. Hello. Blinka is our CircuitPython compatibility layer for Raspberry Pi and other single board computers, uh, as well as uh, MicroPython. And um, this week we had 14 pull requests merge, which is a lot compared to what we normally have. And I think a lot of that happened uh, like right at the end of last week. Uh, there were four authors, uh, Lady Ada, Scott A. Main, PTS93, and MCA User. Um, and there were three reviewers, uh, Lady Ada, Dan Halbert, and myself. And that leaves a net of six open pull requests among all the different repos. Uh, there were zero closed issues by zero people and one open by one person. With, uh, and there are now 48 open issues. There were 1,908 PyPI downloads in the last week, and we currently are supporting 60 boards. And that's it. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. All right, next up we have Hug Reports. Uh, this is a chance for us to say thank you to the folks that have been doing awesome things within our community. Um, it is done as a round robin, so I will start, and we'll go through the folks in the list there. If you're just listening in, uh, let us know you're lurking, and I will skip over you. Uh, if you do want to contribute but don't want to speak, uh, whether you don't have a mic set up or you're not actually make, able to make the meeting, you can always drop notes in the notes doc. Uh, just let us know you're, you're text only or lurking, and I'll read those off uh, in, in your spot. So let me kick it off. So first off, uh, thank you to Ivan from Espressif, IGRR, for the light sleep help and the PR reviews. Uh, thank you to Moto Timo for the BitBake bit pointers. I was talking about my desire for a better build system, and they pointed me to that, so I'm curious to take a look. Uh, thank you to Benny E for HH for the Wi-Fi help and testing. And then lastly, thank you to Luz Theron Telemond for helping folks on Discord. It's always appreciated. And let me circle around. Uh, next, we have a text from C. Grover. C. Grover says, uh, group hug to the team and the community for tons of inspiration and encouragement. Uh, next, we have... Just double-checking. Next, we have... Uh, text from Charles Burniford who says uh, group hug to all and now we have Dan 
Okay. So I'd like to thank uh, Microdev, who has I've been working with them a lot on various aspects of sleep on the ESP32-S2. Um, they're implementing some things. I'm implementing some things. That was really helpful. Um, to IGRR, who's Ivan, who's one of the people uh, who's paid to work on ESP32-S2, uh, the ESP-IDF. He um, has entered a number of discussions with authoritative information about what's going on inside the ESP-IDF with respect to its configuration and why they made certain design decisions and so forth. That's been extremely helpful. And finally to Scott, who's been reviewing my sleep PRs and we're going back and, you know, we're kind of reviewing each other's PRs that's working out well. And we will, we're adding all kinds of capability to sleep. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Dan. All right. Dave P is lurking. So we're, I'll read notes off from David Cloud who says, hug report to KJW, Kevin J. Walters, and Bogdan50 for test and work on the EnviroPlus Featherwing. Uh, hug report to Blitz City DIY, Liz Clark for the MagTag Christmas Countdown. Hug report to Dan H. for the work on the non-volatile memory during sleep. Uh, the ULP, the ultra-low power processor, will also be great. And Tanute for the work on Awake on GPIO. And next up, we have Foamy Guy. Alrighty, uh, thanks. Um, I got a hug report this week for uh, user Indico on Discord. Uh, brought up some really good questions about display text and pointed out some of the missing uh, doc strings uh, that we have there. And then uh, to Jeff for working on PCF font support in, in the bitmap font library. That's really cool that we have a new way to store those fonts that's a little bit smaller. Um, I was playing with that over the weekend. And then lastly, just a group hug to everybody. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Foamy Guy. Next up is Higher Effect. Uh, this week, um, uh, this week uh, thanks to you, Scott, for advice on dealing with the IMX uh, flashing process, um, which was getting a little hairy last week. Uh, I think I'm mostly out of the weeds, so appreciate your advice. Um, thanks to Katni for uh, some advice on uh, learn guides, and thanks to Dan for helping debug the analog I/O issues we've been having on the ESP32S2. And then a group hug for all else, all others. All right. Uh, next up, we have Jeff. All right. How about now? Uh, hi. So the first thing I wanted to. <laughs> to say was uh, thanks to the Adafruit Discord community. Um, I brought my wife on show and tell last week and I realized after the fact, you know, some communities that would be, uh, you know, pe people just don't, um, don't welcome all kinds of people. And, you know, it didn't even cross my mind that um, that would be any problem in this community. So I don't know. Uh, so yeah, thank you for the community. You're great and a group hug. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Next up, we have Katni. Hello. Hello. So I have a hug report for S-Lite on GitHub for sticking with uh, what is currently the lengthiest PR open on the libraries. Mm -hmm. um, there have been uh, some life stuff for them and also a lot of changes to the PR. And they've stuck through all of it, including um, our switch from Travis to Actions, which is a pretty massive change. Um, to to a pull request um, to to switch all that over, and they've worked through everything um, that we've asked them to. So thank you for that. 
um, to Foamy Guy for always being available for PR reviews and side quests. Um, I have a hug report for Luce, Thera, and Telemon on Discord. Uh, they've accepted an invitation to the community helpers role. Uh, I haven't quite got that entirely set up. Um, still need to cover a few things with them, but I'm really excited that we're going to have another um, community helper. They've already been helping out all over the place, so not a lot of change for them, except that they will show up um, in the community helpers list and a group hug. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have a group hug from Kevin Thomas. And now for Make Melissa. I also have a group hug. That's it. Great. Okay. Uh, next up, we have notes from Microdev, last but not least. Uh, Microdev says group hug to the community, uh, hug report to Dan H for sleep memory and ULP discussions, and a hug report to Tanute for troubleshooting the OTA module's shared bindings implementation. And with that, uh, we're on to status updates. Status updates is a chance for us to uh, talk about what we've been working on in the past week and plan on working on in the coming week um, or weeks, depending on if you're able to make the meeting uh, next time. Um, so take a couple minutes. Uh, we'll do it as a round robin, just like we did. So if you're lurking, just let us know. Uh, if you're text only, I'll read it off. I'm happy to do that as well. Um, and I don't think AdaBox 17 is fully revealed, so... If you have, if you know what the AdaBox is, still keep it to, keep it to yourself. Um, okay, I'll start, and then we'll go around the circle again. Ah, the learn guide's up. <laughs> if you haven't opened yours, don't you don't have to look at the learn guide to see what Ada, the new AdaBox is. Okay, uh, for myself, I reworked the sleep sleep workflow, and that's checked in. Um, I've been doing lots of PR reviews, uh, and I will continue and get caught up today. Uh, the main thing I worked on last week was pin alarm, uh, which is the ability to wake from sleep of all sorts uh, based on the level of an external pin. Uh, it's really helpful for waking up if a button is pressed or if an interrupt happens from a like external sensor. Um, so I have it working. Uh, but I got it working kind of towards the end of last week, uh, so I need to polish up the PR. Um, we do. I do have to switch what version of the IDF we're using. We're currently on a version from mass, the master branch of September, uh, but there's a fix that went into the IDF later, master later, or it also went into the release 4.2 release branch. Um, and I think I want to suggest actually to the release 4.2 branch so that we actually have like a concrete thing that we're tracking. Um, I know Microdev raised an issue with that, uh, and I need to reach out to them about, uh, the implications of that. But I think our best option is to switch to the 4.2 branch. And then if there are bug fixes that we need in that branch, we can, we can do them ourselves briefly. And then we can also ask Espressif to move them there. Um, so pin alarm is the main thing. And then after that, uh, I will be bug hunting. Um, we have lots of bugs and, uh, it's also getting the, to the holidays. Uh, and so it, things get kind of scattered a bit. Um, so, uh, in that vein, I'm taking a long weekend next weekend. So I will not be in the meeting next week, uh, which is why I'm re running this one, uh, so thank you to Jeff and Katney for, for being there. 
Um, and I just want to say a thank you to everybody, uh, since this is the next week is the last meeting of the year, but this is my last meeting of the year. Um, it's been a really rough year, uh, but CircuitPython has just continued to be uh, a, an amazing community and an amazing project, uh, and we're getting all of these new wonderful folks into our community. So thank you to our existing community for welcoming the newcomers, and welcome to the newcomers. We're happy to have you. Um, I'm super excited to see uh, where we can take CircuitPython next year. Um, so start thinking about what we want to do uh, for CircuitPython 2021. Um, we do do a kind of call for blog posts um, for what you want to see kind of in the longer term. And my plan is to do that. Uh, I'll, I'll post it probably on the 1st of January. Uh, so I will write it over over the vacation here. So um, we'll do that. And then what we do is we we set up an email and you could let us know where you post it. And then we'll we'll blog up every every one or group of ones that we see coming in. Uh, and get people to take a look at that and, and think about how they want it to impact CircuitPython in the coming year. So thank you all again, and uh, let's continue this round robin. Let me scroll up. I think we have notes. Yep. Next up, we have notes from C. Grover. I'll read those off. Um Seagrover says, significant process made on the DC motor characterization appliance came up with a theory about that low-speed torque could be improved by simultaneously adjusting PWM frequency along with duty cycle, smoothing the initial, initial velocity to avoid wheelies. The appliance provided enough data to confirm that lower PWM frequencies of less than 125 hertz result in greatly increased torque with a much lower rotational spin threshold setting. However, the theory that PWM frequency should be varied based on the motor's RPM was not confirmed. Science! <laughs> Submitted a PR for MotorKit as a result. Uh, we'll wrap up further testing of the DC motor tester and we'll look at how PWM frequency is managed in the Cricut and other motor control libraries. We'll test the changes on the string with existing robots, particularly the string car M0 Express implementation. Unrelated, started to write and record music again, finally breaking out of the COVID doldrums. Awesome, that's great news. Thank you, C. Grover. Uh, next up, we have notes from Charles Berniford, who says, uh, working on a control service for my modular synth. And next up, we have Dan. Hi, so I'm finishing up the sleep memory uh, pull request. I sent it back to Scott for a second review. And I'm reviewing, I had re already reviewed last week, I reviewed one of Scott's PR, sleep PRs, and that's in now. And when he finishes pin alarm, I'll review that. Um, I did some minor fixes of some build process things uh, that came up uh, that impeded uh, our automated builds. And, and a manual builds also. If you didn't have the right name for Python, it was a problem. So we fixed it so that wasn't, didn't, wasn't a problem anymore. And so finally this week, uh, I have a small um, alarm sleep and sleep uh, learn guide I'm finishing up, uh, which should be ready around Wednesday or so. And then the next thing is that we know of some, we have, there have been uh, regressions re uh, involving BLE that have been reported in six six or six one and we should really we need to check on those and see what's going on so that's the next thing i'll be working on after i finish the guide okay thanks dan 
All right, next up we have notes from David Glad, who says, uh, tested the BLE RPM rotation sensor uh, for Piloton, uh, added grayscale balls to the Magtag Christmas tree countdown, uh, try, try and forget what it is my last Adafruit or what is in my last Adafruit order as it goes directly under the Christmas tree. Uh, failures, uh, smashing my phone, oof, uh, finding a Pixel 4a for delivery in Belgium, trying expressive pixels on the Matrix portal, and finding the sand demo for the Matrix portal in the learn guide. Thank you, Marius. Uh, next up we have Foamy Guy. All right. Uh, thanks, Scott. Um, last week, I added um, the NRF-based devices to the Blinka CLI tool, so that's a fairly new tool. Um, and it now supports all the NRF devices like Bluefruits and everything like that, so you can update your firmware and everything uh, using that tool now. Um, I added... So, so this was actually something I did uh, the, the previous week. I moved that wrap text helper. It used to be in some of the PyPortal libraries. That's in label now. Uh, nice. So I'm going back through some uh, other projects. IoT Trivia Project was first on the list that um, had copied that code out of, out of PyPortal. So we're refactoring those to use the one in label. Um, and then lastly, I checked out, uh, again, Jeff's update to the, the bitmap font, um, did some playing around there, tested out the new examples. And um, I went ahead and added a couple references to PCF in the examples. I fixed up a few things in the readme as well, and then uh, added a, a little section in there about creating fonts with the links and a couple other pieces of information that are helpful. Uh, next week, I want to do a similar kind of thing in the display text uh, library. That way, the examples and some of the other notes and readmes and things reference the new font type. Um, I want to uh, investigate using Adabot to generate the data files for that CLI tool. So uh, we, we used to have hard-coded lists in there. Um, and one of the things I did when I added a bunch of devices this time was break that out into a data file. And so next up, I want to look into automating that so that we don't have to just run it all the time. Um, I want to get back into a MagTag weather display. I kind of have it. It's been sitting on my desk about half, uh, half done here for a little bit. So I'm um, going to dive back into that. I'm still also looking into a good way to schedule things on Matrix Portal and other uh, portal type devices. I think it'll end up working for all of them. Um, so I'm kicking that around in my mind. And then uh, the last thing on my on my sort of to-do list uh, for t later tonight actually is going to be testing out that uh, TLC 59711. So that's that uh, PR, the oldest PR that we got out there. It's like a LED driver. Uh, and so the update allows it to work with multiples of those chained together. Uh, so I'm going to give that a try. Uh, this evening and that's all i got thanks nice i think carter has a weather thing too oh nice Lamore just showed like showed a demo that she had for a weather thing it might have been from you but uh, nice i think there yeah, i'm trying one. to get i'm trying to get like inside outside get my mm. my uh outside from the internet and then have a temperature sensor inside mm -hmm. so get a nice at a glance view nice check out carter's thanks yep all right uh next up is higher effect Alrighty. Um, so this past week, uh, I worked a bit on the IMXRT uh, PW out module. Um, but uh, while that was going okay in terms of the code, I got a little bit hung up on uh, just being able to flash the dev board. Um, the IMXs are a little bit uh, finicky, especially if you do anything that happened that might interfere with the pins or if you uh, interrupt their flash processes. So. Um, I think I'm mostly over it, but uh, I'm taking a break uh, just because it was it was a couple frustrating couple days. 
Uh, so I'm working on the Socket API for a little bit. Cool. Um, cool. I'll be implementing bind, accept, and listen in Socket. It's going pretty well so far. Um, I've also been tweaking some existing PRs that I had in the list uh, for pin reset, uh, fixed up analog, uh, which I've forgotten about this morning. Um, and I've been testing pin resets uh, on the ESP32S2 this morning to make sure that the new fixes are okay. Um, this week, it's just going to be more of the same for the most part, uh, wrapping up uh, the Socket API, uh, coming up with some new example code for that, for the TCP server um, bindings and, you know, figuring out just, you know, how to display those new functionality. Uh, and then probably moving back to IMX and hopefully wrapping PWM out up again. Um, I'm also working on a new guide for some e-paper flashcards on the MagTag, so that should be a little fun extra thing. And uh, uh, Foamy Guy is actually inspiring me. The uh, idea that I had for the MagTag was to automate different parts of my house to only turn on heaters and other things on the walls when it's in an appropriate temperature. So maybe I'll do that on the side. Um, but that's it for me. Awesome. All right. Next up, we have Jeff. Hello again. So um, I'm going to start off with a retrospective by the numbers for this Ooh. whole year uh, on GitHub. I was looking this weekend, and apparently I had 1,852 contributions in 2020, 1,059 of which were in Adafruit repos. And it was a third commits, a third pull requests, 25% code review, and the remainder issues. And that just seems like a tremendous amount of activity. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm so happy to be uh, you know, working with you guys and contributing to this work. Uh, anyway, getting back uh, kind of a little more focused, uh, last week I worked on guides. One of them has been published. It's the so-called home fruit tester for feather wings. Another one is coming soon. It uses a Raspberry Pi and the Braincraft hat to play uh, chill YouTube videos. Besides that, I implemented this font format called PCF. It's a bitmap format. It loads much faster. It's a little bit smaller on the storage size, but they are inconvenient to generate except on Linux. So a future item is to uh, create a converter probably from the BDF format to the PCF format. And on Show and Tell, Ingrid showed our recent collab project, which she failed to state was called Twinkle Twinkle Little Scarf. <laughs> and uh, anyway, this week, so I'm wrapping that guide with the BrainCraft hat. And then after that, I'm getting back to the CircuitPython core work uh, with Lamore. I picked out uh, several issues that seem to be related to I squared C and clock stretching that are affecting multiple different microcontrollers. So. Hopefully, uh, I'll be able to figure out what's going on there and get some fixes in for 6.1. That's what I got. Thanks, Jeff. All right, next up is Katni. Hello. So let's see. Last week, I published the Cheer Lights LED animation guide. Um, it's a project that takes Cheer Lights, which is a thing that syncs up LED um, colors through a Twitter feed. Um, and instead of just lighting up the LEDs a certain color, it plays an animation, um, LED animation rather, for um, in that color um, for each color. Uh, I updated the SGP30 guide with the stomach QT rev of the board. I created the SGP40 guide, got that as far as possible with Arduino not being updated yet and the CircuitPython lib not existing. Um, the PCB files are up on GitHub and the fritzing object was already created. Um, created the Feathercan Express guide skeleton. Um, which is to say that 
I don't do the, I don't want to, I don't know if I will be, but there's no code content yet. Um, so that guide's not ready for release, but it is there um, for it to be uh, fixed up soon. Um, I added a color page to the CircuitPython LED animations guide to document the colors that are available in the LED animation library. Um, that is in review, but it is low priority. So um, don't expect uh, to see that super soon. Um, one thing I missed that I did was I, I fixed the documentation for the LED animation library. So the color um, module now shows up in the API documentation. So if you are looking for information on the colors um, and you're not, uh, you're not um, able to find it in the guide because it's not there yet, check out the API documentation. Um, and I created the guide for the Wee Nunchuck adapter breakout. Um, that's tagged for review. And I don't know um, when that will be released either. Uh, today so far, uh, received an ongoing or reviewed the ongoing TLC 57911 PR. That's the one that uh, Foamy Guy was referring to. Uh, requested a change and left a suggestion. Um, caught up on messages and so on from last week and started testing the cutie pie for addition to the essentials guide, um, which is this week's task is add the cutie pie to the circuit Python essentials guide, which involves testing. Um, CutiePie with each page and then adding CutiePie copy and wiring diagrams where needed. I'm going to have to redo a bunch of the code to use an LED wired up to the CutiePie because the CutiePie does not have a little red D13 LED. Um, and then I need to look into some potential NeoPixel LED glitches seen on the ESP32 S2 and determine what those might be related to. Um, and Scott, if you look above the the dots bit for contributions, it says contribution settings mm -hmm. and turn on activity overview and then refresh. You'll get those numbers. Hmm. I'll have to take a look at that. And that's what's going on with me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, next up we have text from Kevin Thomas. Who says, uh, working on brainstorming with Foamy Guy on new CircuitPython IoT projects. We are considering developing an IoT trivia for the Pi Portal. And next up, we have Maker Melissa. Hello. Hello. I was uploading something at that second. <laughs> um, uh, last week, I got the stub loading working with the web serial ESP tool. Um, I allowed up so that allowed uploading uh, images to the ESP32S2 that are larger than two megabytes, and it allows full flash erases. Uh, I wrote up a guide page on using that, and I started creating a guide for creating MagTag projects. This week, I'm going to finish up that guide, and then I'm going to work on fixing an issue with Raspberry Pi rotation. Then not quite sure I'm going to end up doing after that, but possibly port some more libraries to portal base or work on e guide updates or both maybe. Awesome. And that's it. Thanks. Thanks, Melissa. All right. Last up, we have notes from Microdev. He says, uh, OTA update done. Initial support is for the ESP32S2 can be extended to the NRF. 
the ULP alarm is in the works, which is the ultra low power processor, I think. Um, and with that, let's go to In the Weeds. Uh, in the Weeds is a chance for us to have any free forum discussion. Uh, now's the time, if you have topics you'd like to cover, to put them in the notes doc, and we'll go through them. We do have one uh, item in the notes already, so we'll start with that if anybody wants to add something else. Otherwise, it should go pretty quick. So with that, let's hand it over to Katni. I almost forgot that I added this, so I was <laughs> off on another page looking at stuff. All right. Um, so my question uh, is because right now I'm uh, working with working with CutiePie, and uh, at least on Mac OS, it is a massive pain. Um, I'm constantly having to um, delete the stupid dot underscore files uh, to get even one library to load. Um, so my question was to freeze whether or not we want to freeze NeoPixel and PyPixelBuff into the CutiePie build. Um, apparently there's not room, so this uh, conversation may be done now. <laughs> um, but that was that was my question because that's really that's the that's the main one that I think is is almost always added because like folks use it as you know indicators and so on. But if there's not room for us to free stuff in, then it's irrelevant. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff, you looked into it, and there isn't enough space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those are bigger than 196 bytes. Okay, I figured, yeah. We, we could change the partitioning so that there's less space on the CircuitPy drive, but... Mm, mm. No, that that goes the wrong direction. Um, okay, uh, then that's, yeah, that's irrelevant. Um, I also assumed that there was stuff frozen into Trinket, but there's not, so it may not actually be different than Trinket. Okay, that was all I had. So we're good. Yeah, this is this is why I've really been keeping my eyes open for a chip that is more powerful, both in RAM and processor, but that can fit on these tiny boards. Yes, I know. Um, and I mean, like the Hackspress version of it is is fine. Like, right. there's no issues there. But obviously, the base Cutie Pie, you know, the whole idea was to be able to plug a sensor into it and go. Um, mm -hmm. and it doesn't always go <laughs> with with just a sensor um so uh yeah i just, I just I figured trying to do anything we could to um to make a little space but right. um i don't know that there is anything we can really do there's a chance we'll have enough space after we finally go to gcc 10 okay well we can revisit it then did they release um, it yet? Let me check. Uh, I can look again. I'm gonna. I, I have a, a book. Hey, released December 11th, 2020. Hey. Okay. Well, oh, let's revisit wow. it soon. <laughs> so yeah, we should check this. Um, okay. Ideally, if we find space, um, I feel like those would be two libraries to freeze in, and then it, it should at least eliminate. Okay. being able to use the NeoPixel with a sensor, like just simply, you know, simple code. <laughs> yeah, um, totally. Okay, cool. All right. Well, so you can find some room. Yeah, let's plan on reviving that GCC 10 thing. Uh, Excellent. And let's let's test it with this new package that was released last Friday. 
We're so behind, folks. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it looks like it's All version right. 10.2, so that should be it. Should be good. It's what I'm using locally. Okay. All right. Well, let's see what we find. Awesome. Thank you so much, Patty. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And with that, uh, that is the end of this uh, CircuitPython Weekly for December 14th. Uh, this meeting happens nearly every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Adafruit Discord server, which everybody's welcome to join by going to adafru.it slash discord. Um, uh, sorry, reading the notes doc. Uh, so join that. Um Subscribe to the calendar to make sure that uh, you know when the meetings are. We have one next week, and then we're taking, I believe, just one week off uh, that kind of makes it fit around um, uh, the two holidays, Christmas and New Year's. Um, And, wow, my brain is shot. This meeting has been recorded and will be posted on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Adafruit, along with going out on podcast services. And... uh, other than that, I think that's it. Um, it's been a great year. I will see you all on the discords and then uh, next year. But uh, we do have a meeting next week as well. So uh, thank you all. And uh, others, we'll see you next week. May everybody have a, have a good uh, holiday and see you next year. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody. See you all later.